Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike Figueredo. I am the host of The Humanist Report. Today's episode is brought to you by audibletrial.com slash humanistreport. When you sign up for a free 30-day trial, you get a free audiobook of your choice. So if you are just starting out the college quarter and you're taking Political Science 101 or 102 and you are assigned 1984 by George Orwell, you can get that absolutely free and save yourself a little bit of money and you also help out the show. Today's episode, I will be discussing Bernie Sanders. I'll give you guys an update on his campaign. I'll be talking about the Pope's visit to the United States. I'll also be discussing Michelle Bachman. I know that we all kind of forgot about her, but once again, she's back in the news because she made another really outlandish claim. Uh, so I'll be talking about that. Also, I have another bonus clip for you guys. I don't know what that is right now, but by the time this episode is posted, certainly uh, I'll know what that is, obviously. Uh, it's from the Humanist Report archives, and it's something that uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy. Uh, now, just to forewarn you guys, I started off the week um, in college, uh, my first year as a PhD student, uh, and I am amped up on coffee. I have bags under my eyes, but I'm stoked. I'm going to do this. So if I start going off on an incoherent tangent, then just comment down below and say, Mike, get it together, and uh, I'll take that into consideration. But we'll do this. We're going to have fun. Uh, so enjoy the episode. Bernie Sanders is now leading by double digits in both Iowa and New Hampshire. Additionally, he has raised almost as much money as Hillary Clinton has within the last quarter. Now, Hillary Clinton raised over, I believe it was $28 million, while Bernie Sanders raised over $25 million. And on top of that, he has received over 1 million individual donations. Now, furthermore, Bernie Sanders is just 7 points behind Hillary Clinton nationally. And this is according to a poll by the Wall Street Journal and NBC News. Now, just to put this in perspective, in April, Hillary Clinton had over 50 points on Bernie Sanders. So he is not playing around. Now, in spite of all of this, in spite of the crazy amount of progress that he's made, well, I still see comments on YouTube from Bernie Sanders supporters who will state something like, well, you know what? I would love to see a Bernie Sanders president, but unfortunately, it's never going to happen. Now, this is something I just saw today, knowing all of these facts. And also, uh, even liberal figures in the mainstream media, well, they still don't think that Bernie Sanders has a chance, case in point. If Bernie Sanders wins New Hampshire, does that unseat Hillary as the presumptive Democratic nominee? No. From the next state. Now, it's not like Bill Maher is excited about Hillary Clinton. He just legitimately thinks that Bernie Sanders has zero shot of winning, even if he wins New Hampshire. But what I want to do is really step back, and I want you guys to think about the bigger picture here, and let's do some empirical research here. Now, first and foremost, I'm going to show you guys a poll from Real, from Real Clear Politics. Excuse me. So Bernie Sanders is still 13.2 points behind Hillary Clinton, as of September 27th, she's at 40.8% and Sanders is at 27.6%. Now, this is not the same as the poll showing that he's seven points behind Hillary Clinton, but 13.2 points, that's still not too bad considering the Iowa caucus is not for another couple of months. Now, what I want to do now is go back in time. So, looking at September 27th of 2007, uh, I think that will give us the perspective that we need. Now, when you see the huge lead that Hillary Clinton had over Obama then, well, maybe you won't think that Bernie Sanders isn't such a long shot after all. So Hillary Clinton was polling at 40.5%, while Obama was only polling at 23.3%. 
that's a 17.2% difference. Now again, as of September 27th, Bernie Sanders is only 13.2 points behind Hillary Clinton. So what does that mean? It means that Bernie Sanders, at this point in time, is doing better than Barack Obama was in 2007. So I may be the only one that actually remembers what happened, uh, but it wasn't Hillary that went on to become the Democratic nominee. It was Barack Obama. And guess who's president now? Barack Obama. So Bernie Sanders is doing better than the guy who won it all, yet the narrative has not shifted from, well, he has no chance to, mm, he kind of has a chance now. I don't get it. Am I in the twilight zone? I mean, are we not looking at the same thing? Now, if current trends are any indication of what's going to happen, Bernie Sanders could very well overtake Hillary Clinton nationally prior to the Iowa caucus. And furthermore, let me remind you that he's currently leading in both New Hampshire and Iowa by double digits, and there has never been a candidate that has lost the nomination after winning both of those states. So he's looking really great right now. Now look, of course there's still work to be done. This doesn't mean that you become complacent because there's still some obstacles that are going to be a problem. I mean, he's still not polling well among minorities. Uh, Superdelegates could potentially be an issue. We don't know what's going to happen with Joe Biden. What if all of the support from him shifts over to Hillary Clinton if he doesn't run? We don't know yet. But again, we had John Edwards back in 2007. And look, I'm just saying that you don't have to believe me. Like, I know um, my subscribers know that I predicted that Bernie Sanders will win the nomination and also the presidency, but you don't have to buy into that. Like, that's just my prediction. Uh, but what you should be saying is that he does have a chance, because at this point, to say that he has no shot at winning, it's absolutely ludicrous. You see, this election is not taking place in a vacuum. We can actually look back to prior elections and see what happened. So look, my main objection about this is not that I'm butthurt that Bernie Sanders is not being taken seriously by the mainstream media. I mean, he's done very well without their support. But the problem is that you could very well make this a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you say you don't think he's going to win... Well, then many people will believe you and agree with you and say, you know what, what's the point of voting? I might as well just throw my hands up and stay home because he's not going to win anyway. It's going to be Hillary Clinton. She's been the presumptive nominee all along. So, you know what? It doesn't matter. But that's such a huge problem because that right now, I mean, he has a fantastic shot of winning the whole thing. It's not like he doesn't have a shot anymore. He's been killing it for months. I mean, he is in an upward slope. Hillary Clinton is on the downfall. So, yes, Bernie Sanders can win. He's doing really great at the moment. And to say otherwise, you're just not being realistic. Michelle Bachman made some insidious comments about what she thinks her God may do because of the marriage equality ruling by the Supreme Court in June. She states, when we raise our fist to holy God and say that we are going to redefine marriage, we are going to be okay with paying a Planned Parenthood to cut up innocent baby parts and sell them for research, that clearly is a problem. As we have seen God render judgment in the days of Noah, in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, and so forth throughout history, what the prophets have told every generation is that there is a just God and the people must repent and turn to him. So too, in this day of wickedness in our own culture, we need to do the same. <laughs> Yikes. There's obviously some problems with your argument, right? I mean, uh, 
number one, it's completely illogical, but let's just think through her logic for a second. Let's put ourselves in her shoes. So she says that her God is mad that Planned Parenthood is donating fetal tissue for scientific research, which she views as murder. So God's response to murder is to facilitate mass murder in retaliation. Uh, well, if he's against murder, why would he commit more murder? How does that make sense? Is she saying that murder is okay if God does it? Like, I really, I'm trying to figure it out here. How is it, she called him a just God. Well, if he is willing to destroy the planet, kill all 7 billion people, is that the act of a just God? He's done it multiple times. She said it in the days of Noah, in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, wiped out the planet or cities. Really? How is how is that okay? So this is what God's logic is, according to Michelle Bachman. Look, I am so mad that uh, all these liberals are murdering so much babies, which they're just fetuses, mind you, and zygotes. Uh, but I'm so mad that all these liberals are murdering babies that I'm going to murder everyone. Show them that murder is bad. Makes my head explode every time I try to get into her head. Now, second, I want to know what she thinks is the upshot of this type of rhetoric. I mean, does she think that she's actually going to bring people to God by saying these types of crazy things? This is the world according to Michelle Bachman. She thinks that people are going to hear her and say, Oh, you know what? That God does sound like a terrific guy. I think that I might worship him because he likes to kill people. <laughs> that, that just is... It doesn't make sense to me if you're trying to say that God is just, but at the same time he's going to kill everyone on the planet because of gay marriage or abortion. Well, how is he a just God? You're contradicting yourself. You're being outraged at one thing, but saying that God is okay to do that one thing. So are you against murder or are you okay with murder? You have to take a stance. If your God is okay with murder, then he's infallible, right? So apparently you must be okay with murder too. You are okay with him killing all 7 billion people, including babies, mind you. You don't like abortion, but you actually want him to kill living babies. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's She's completely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Now, if you truly believe that, then you need to find a new god or preferably a therapist because that's absolutely positively insane. Now, the conclusion is that uh, fear-mongering when it comes to religion does not work anymore. So when I hear Christians tell me that I'm going to go to hell, what it reminds me of is back in the day when I was a child and my parents would tell me that the boogeyman would come out of my closet and eat me if I didn't uh, eat my broccoli. That's what it sounds like. It didn't work back then. I wasn't afraid of the boogeyman ever, and I'm certainly not afraid of your religious boogeyman now. And furthermore, you haven't even proven that your God exists because there are 4,200 total religions about in the world, and not all of those are monotheistic. Some of them are polytheistic and have multiple gods. So why is your God so special? Why should I follow him and not the Muslim God and not the Buddhist God? Now, we all know that Michelle Bachman's husband, Marcus Bachman, uh, he actually ran an anti-gay facility where he would try to convert gay people, which that's not possible. Uh, and if you've heard him talk, you might come to the conclusion that it's probably the case that he has some attractions that he's been trying to deal with himself. So I think that probably she knows this and she tries to double down and triple down and quadruple down on homophobia to scare her husband. So, I mean, really, Michelle, who are you trying to preach to? Are you preaching to us or your husband? Because you're afraid that one day he might come to his senses and stop living a lie.
I don't know, but look, in the end, I don't hold hard feelings toward Michelle Bachman. This type of misinformation, it's, it's terrifying that it spreads, but I think she has a really legitimate psychological issue going on. I think she needs help, and I don't hate her. I want her to get help, because this isn't the rhetoric that a sane person spews. I mean, this type of apocalyptic rhetoric where you think that your god is just in destroying the entire planet and killing everyone on the planet. That's really sad that you think this. And I hope that this isn't the case for a lot of your followers, but unfortunately, if you're a follower of Michelle Bachman, then you're probably going to be on the same level of her when it comes to spirituality, and you're probably going to be a Christian fundamentalist. So my only hope is that she can fade into obscurity and just take up knitting, take up video games, get a hobby, and just stop making these bombastic, ridiculous claims. Look, I'm not helping because I'm perpetuating this because I'm talking about her now, but I want to make sure that every piece of information that she tries to get out there that's wrong is debunked. Pope Francis, the so-called progressive pope, uh, allegedly met with the notoriously homophobic Rowan County clerk, Kim Davis. Take a look. He told me before he left, he said, stay strong. And that was a great encouragement. Just knowing that the pope is, is on track, you know, with what we're doing and agreeing, you know, kind of validates everything. I've weighed the cost and I'm prepared to do whatever it takes. So let's just put aside the fact that uh, the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution prohibits the establishment of a religion and that allowing the Pope to speak to Congress violates that. Let's just let's just put that in the back of our minds for now. Uh, but if you're curious as to whether or not the Pope was homophobic prior to this, he was, unsurprisingly. I've stated this before. Now, he might say a lot of great things about the poor, about how we should treat immigrants, about mitigating climate change and whatnot. Uh, but let's face it, this is an old man in a dress who talks to God, who claims he talks to God. So we can't necessarily put too much stock into what he has to say. So uh, when he was in the U.S., he claimed that conscientious objection is a human right when it comes to religious liberty, meaning homophobic county clerks like Kim Davis should be able to deny marriage licenses to LGBT couples. So basically, he wants us to tolerate intolerance, but it doesn't work that way. Sorry. Now, the reason why he is fallible and uh, should not want this by his own logic is because, look, what does he talk about a lot of the time? He talks about how we should treat the poor, how we should treat immigrants and whatnot. Uh, and I agree with doing all of these things, don't get me wrong. But if all of a sudden I decide to be a conscientious objector and say I don't want to do those things, well, would that be okay? Let's say hypothetically that I am the Rowan County Clerk of Kentucky and I decide to deny marriage licenses to couples who are uh, Muslim and Christian. I don't want interfaith couples marrying. Would I, should I be afforded that luxury? Would he support me? What if I am a uh, atheist who doesn't want to serve Christians while I work at Walmart? 
I mean, uh, do atheists get the conscientious objector status? I mean, would he extend it to them? Probably not, right? Because they're atheists and they're just evil. Let's take it a little bit further. What if all the priests in the church who molest boys state that, well, anti-pedophilia laws violate their religious beliefs? would he then allow them to be conscientious objectors? See, the problem is that uh, you can't carve out exceptions for religious people based on what they think their religion is about. See, in order for us to move forward as a society, we have to stop tolerating intolerance. We can be tolerant of all types of opinions. Kim Davis can be as anti-gay as it gets, but the problem is that she can't actively deny civil rights to people who she disagrees with. If you want to do that, then you have to step down because that's part of your job. Issuing marriage licenses, that's one of the key things that a county clerk does. I've said this once on the show before and I'll say it again. LGBT rights are non-negotiable. If your support for us is not unequivocal, then you're not an ally. All this nonsense about love the sin or hate the sin, well, it's homophobic and it's really offensive because if you think that a couple that's been together for 40 years who love each other, who is each other's best friends, is a sin, then you have something wrong with you and you need to find a new religion. So the Pope should not be touted as this progressive, as the Pope of the people, because he's not. He's the Pope of the groups that he likes. He likes to cherry pick the Bible. He likes to pick and choose which groups are acceptable uh, within biblical standards, and that's not okay. So in the end, I wish that liberals would stop freaking out about the Pope and like over quoting everything that he says, because at the end of the day, he's the Pope. Sure, I, I want us to move forward with mitigating climate change and whatnot, but really, what he's saying is not resonating with the people that it should be, Catholic lawmakers and whatnot. So the takeaway is that we need to stop putting so much stock into everything that Pope Francis says. He may be great on a ton of issues, credit where credit is due, but I mean, he's the Pope, so he's still anti-gay, He's still against women's reproductive rights, and who knows what else he's against. I mean, I don't know. He's the Pope. So if you're influenced by religion that heavily where he believes he talks to God, then probably going to have some pretty problematic views. Well, that concludes the new new segments that I'll be discussing this week. Uh, but now I'm going to get to the bonus clip, which I've decided will be me reading troll comments, because I, I answered viewer questions the previous week, uh, but this week I wanted to go in the complete opposite direction and feed the trolls, uh, so we'll get to that in a moment. I also wanted to uh, point out the fact that I was in an interview with Bernie 2016 TV uh, with Richard Green, and it's a great interview. We talked for about an hour about various issues, Bernie Sanders, LGBT rights, uh, so feel free to go and check that out, and also subscribe to Bernie 2016 TV, because they're a really great channel, and presumably most of my subscribers are all Bernie supporters, so if you support Bernie Sanders, they're pretty much giving you up-to-the-minute uh, information because they're literally live-streaming his events. Uh, so check them out, subscribe, uh, you won't be sad you did. Uh, I'm subscribed to them and I'm getting my Bernie fix now sufficiently because of Bernie 2016 TV. Uh, so I'll see you guys next week, here's the clip, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so we're going to have some fun today. Uh, I am going to do what you should never do if you're a YouTuber. Um, I'm going to feed the trolls and read some conservative comments. So this should be fun. Um, if you're offended by coarse language, just know that there's probably going to be cussing in it. I haven't seen all of it, so just keep that in mind. Um, so first, from disobedience to tyranny is obedience to God. That's a mouthful, dude. Um, 
He says, the Pope is not homophobic. Jesus Christ has rules and laws, and those laws and rules will never change. If something happens in the world that causes the entire population to be queer, then that is something that the population will have to deal with. You don't change Jesus Christ's rules. If people are queer, then they should offer their issue up to Jesus Christ, rather than give in to Satan's attempt to make them think it's okay to buttfuck, cocksuck, bushlick, or wear strap-ons. <laughs> Sex is sacred for creation only. Okay, so first and foremost, um, those are not Jesus Christ's rules. Um, you're thinking about Leviticus's rules, which also says that you should not wear clothing of mixed linen. Um, Jesus Christ never said anything about um, homosexuality. He hung out with a prostitute. Pretty sure he wouldn't care and would probably more, uh, more be worried about the Syrian refugee crisis uh, than who people are attracted to. Um, so from John Smith, white lives matter, you asshole. Deport this Mexican bigot. <laughs> All right, I'm not Mexican. I am Hispanic, but I'm Portuguese and Puerto Rican. Uh, I've never been to Mexico. I've never even left the United States. I was born here. I'm a citizen. You can't deport me. Um, and furthermore, saying black lives matter, um, I don't know which video he responded to, but saying white black lives matter doesn't mean that white lives don't matter. Um, so <laughs> yeah can't deport me. Sorry, bud. Galtism says, what stupidity is going on with your ears? I don't know if this is like an international viewer, uh, but I have gauges in my ears. They're stretched to uh, um, zero, I believe is the size. Um, it's something that's popular mostly within like hipster cities, uh, which is where I live. Um, and I like it. Everybody has a style that other people will disprove of. It's just impossible. You're never going to get a hundred percent with everybody. So who cares? Just do what you like. Optimist 2012 says implying the Iran deal won't lead to Iran building nukes is the stupidest thing I've heard in a long time. Well, that's because you haven't read the deal. Joe Baseball 17 says, I honestly tried to watch your video with an open mind, but your sophomoric logic low kick and your annoying pretentiousness made your commentary truly unbearable right so um if you tried to watch with an open mind but i said something that uh you disagree with that's why you closed out not because i'm pretentious because if you are presumably conservative then i don't think you're going to find a more pretentious pundit than bill o'reilly than anybody on fox news so come on you don't like the video because of what i had to say and if you don't like it because of me I don't care. <laughs> Steven Corson says, friend, you are not actually supporting abortion. Six videos now. They are all gross, horrific videos. Listen to all. Please wake up. God Almighty help all y'all. Defund Planned Parenthood. Abortion is evil. Period. All right. So that's a very nuanced position. Uh, Stiffwit says, oh, I listened further. Unlike this millennial, I actually read her books. He's referring to Ann Coulter um, in a video that I did talking about her immigration opinions and how they're complete bullshit and i provided facts um anyways he continues i actually read her books and she is continuously right 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 you're correct if you're talking about her stance with respect to the political spectrum she is very very right she's crazy the guy who made this video watches five minutes of video and suddenly he's an expert of course we should focus money on our own citizens you a-hole <laughs> cool um from six string blues wants to know is this idiot hispanic Yes. Um, America wants these illegals deported, you sick son of a bitch. This message has been brought to you by we the people. Actually, you're incorrect. 65% of Americans actually want uh, undocumented immigrants to have a path to citizenship. You would know that if you did a five-minute Google search. Uh, now, he's also referring to the Ann Coulter video. Now, Jay Steven wants to know, um, I was waiting for the race card to come out. Eventually, it did at the very end. Ha 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 ha. This guy is no humanist, just a flaming liberal. Smoky Wind says, using apple shit, ear gauges, lispy. <laughs> I 
I didn't know I had a list, but thanks for notifying me of that. Uh, could be more could be more of a cliched, stereotypical straw man, liberal, hipster, brainwashed drone. You're like a living caricature. <laughs> cool. Real Mandrock says, if you're going to do this spammy comments over video sh bullshit, at least take the time to get the levels right, you hack. Uh, I think he's referring to a video where I posted with uh, Katrina Vanden Heuvel. Um, it was one of my more popular videos. Uh, I completely botched the editing process. I didn't master the audio levels. So it goes from me talking, which is rel relatively loud, and then it transitioned into the CNN video, which is kind of soft, so you have to turn it up. And then when it gets back to me, boom, it blows your eardrums out. So I apologize for that. I've put annotations in the video warning people, I will destroy your eardrums, turn down your volume. Uh, I can't like edit the levels as far as I know once it's uploaded. So uh, something we just got to deal with. Um, Fraser Rochford has a couple of comments for me. He says, owned by Bernie Sanders. Ha, maybe your real name is Fagarado as all you, <laughs> as all you add up to is a bunch of twigs. All right. I have not heard anyone switch my name to Fagarado since 12th grade. And I was the one who did it. I said, huh, my name could be Fagarado. But anyways, he also says, ah, and I suppose you consider yourself different from Chuck Todd while you advertise Amazon and other corporate entities interests. Now, uh, this is in response to a video where I critique uh, Chuck Todd for being a corporatist media hack. Now, the difference between me and Chuck Todd is that I could put up uh, corporate advertisements on here who sponsor my podcast uh, because they don't control what I say. See, unlike Chuck Todd, he has to really watch his P's and Q's. He can't actually say what he's thinking. He can't really challenge politicians um, and say anything that is anti-establishment. See, for me, I can say whatever I want to, and HostGator isn't going to send me an email saying, look, Mike, you said that Bernie Sanders is the best, best presidential candidate. You don't represent our views. It's just an affiliate program that any podcaster can get and they're central if you want to make any money and i don't necessarily care about being profitable but it costs money to maintain uh the humanist report website it costs money to post your podcast on itunes and upload it to sites such as soundcloud it costs money to do a podcast so i gotta at least break even and you gotta make money so fortunately you gotta advertise corporate interests um he also says i'm so glad trolls such as yourself stay in caves i don't live in a cave uh, Steve Fye says, why don't you hook your hoops to a cock ring? <laughs> <What? coughs> why don't you hook your hoops to a cock ring and suck away, you faggot? I don't know how that would be possible, but the fact that you came up with the idea uh, shows me that you've thought about it. Dude needs some explosions, gunshots, or strippers in his videos as he is boring to listen to, in my opinion. All right. Sorry, bud, you're not going to find that in uh, my videos. You probably won't find that in very many podcasts. You are listening to the wrong channel. Um, 577666 says, okay, you, un okay until you opened, you stupid mouth. So you liked the intro, and then I talked. That's all you liked about the video. <laughs> I don't know if he's talking about the commentary after a news video I provided. Who knows? Uh, Jeffrey James Jam says, and you're done. No, Bernie, not in today's climate. It's our right to own a gun, and you don't get to tell us what gun we can or cannot use. Uh, Bernie has never said anything about uh, taking anyone's guns, nor has any Democrat, um, especially Barack Obama, he hasn't said that either. Bernie is more of a moderate when it comes to gun reform, so the fact that you can extrapolate from anything he's said ever that he would try to take your guns or that he thinks you shouldn't own a gun is ridiculous. Now, from this person, wow, I will not read that name. Um, I'm making a bold prediction uh, when I say your faggot ass is going to vote for Hillary, 
Think for yourself, queer. So this is probably on my video where I predicted that Bernie Sanders would win. Uh, I am thinking for myself. There is exactly uh, zero people who has predicted that Bernie Sanders would win thus far. Tynomax says, you are not an atheist. You're a liar. No, I'm an atheist. I don't know uh, what I'm a liar about, but I'm an atheist. Uh, John Bernard says, dude, you suck. Thanks, John. Bill Ray says, this guy has had how many cocks in his mouth? <laughs> Another one of those. This guy has had how many cocks in his mouth and ass? Seriously, how many cocks has this guy had in his ass? You can look at him, listen to him, and see he really loves the smell. <laughs> you, can look, you can look at him, listen to him, and see he really loves the smell of shit when he's having sex. Cocksucker. That is, that's impressive. I can't even be mad at that. That is uh, very distinct. He's really... He's hit the nail on the head. The answer is one million, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> okay, um, Jeff Mulliken says, Junior, your white shirt and tie don't make you a journalist. Uh, this is really long. Okay, I won't read the whole thing. I'll just respond to that. Uh, I don't want to be a journalist. I've never purported that I am a journalist. The video where I wore a white tie, I'm guessing this is on the immigration video where I wore a tie and a, uh, a white shirt. I spent like 10 bucks on that shirt. So if I really wanted to be a real journalist, I'd probably get better clothes. Uh, the point is that I am a podcaster. Uh, I provide political commentary. No, I can't talk about news stories and give commentary on them, on them unless I provide context to my viewers. So I kind of uh, am forced to, quote, report on something, but it's not my report. And I always cite them uh, in the description box or uh, I state their name, the date it was published, and um, the news organization that they're with. So no, I'm not a journalist. I don't ever want to be a journalist. That's not my goal. Uh, I just like to talk about politics. Uh, I would, however, be a columnist someday, uh, but that's in the far future. What I really want to do now is be a political science researcher because that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years and I really love it. So again, I just like talking about politics, not trying to be a journalist. Uh, so that's all of them. These were awesome. Not as bad as I thought, honestly. And considering the fact that I've gotten almost, I think, 200,000 views now, uh, you would expect to see a lot worse than this at this point. Um, so not bad at all. This is stuff that doesn't bother me. I laugh, I laugh almost every time when I get these types of comments because it's just entertainment. They're trolls. You're not supposed to feed them. But I do think that there is value in uh, looking at troll comments because they're funny. Um, so I'm not mad. Mm -hmm.